and welcome into Mustache Drinking Podcast. Andrew and Quinn here as usual. Uh, got a big show for you today. It's going to be a quick one though, so make sure your set should only be about 30 minutes on this one, which like we've said multiple times is the goal every week. But I forgot, actually, I'm, I'm back. I was gone last week. It yeah, welcome like, back. Yeah, it sounded like it went pretty well. Um, I Gus didn't burn the podcast in. down. <laughs> if you figure out a way to burn a digital podcast down, man. Uh, it's going to require me finding a data center. Um, <laughs> at Anchor? I don't even know if they have a, a solid building on the internet that you can even go to. <laughs> oh, they, they probably outsourced some different data center. So yep. uh, it, it's going to take me burning down anchor and like 70 <laughs> other websites and probably every other idea, every other homemade podcast on, on the internet. Basically, <laughs> this is good. We're just destroying the whole industry. Oh yeah. That's why <laughs> this week's episode is about barley wine is it beer? Is it wine? None of this makes any goddamn sense because uh, Quinn, why the fuck would it be called barley wine if it's beer? We'll get into that. And fun fact, uh, the beer itself wasn't called barley wine for like an extra 50 years after the term became a thing. Jesus, we'll, we'll this is going to be confusing episodes. Later. Good oh, thing yeah. I'm drinking. Quinn, what are you drinking? Well, so to be honest, we tried filming this episode once before. However, there were some audio issues and some format stuff that just didn't work out. Uh, so I'm today I'm drinking a Henry's Hard Soda, but I have my tasting notes from what I drank on that episode, which was Surly 14, which is their uh, beer for their 14th anniversary, uh, which is the final one from those set of like five beers I bought back in uh oh a while ago <laughs> but it's their barley wine it's an english barley wine um and it it was nice and malty um the malt is what got me through that beer uh because for an english barley wine for some reason they decided to hop it like it was an american barley wine which we'll get into that distinction later um so it it was fine uh, it had an apricot flavor to it, which was really nice. And also kind of a signature of English barley wines um, is to have that kind of stone fruit flavor to it of apricot or peach um, or nectarine. But this one was, it had like the taste of a dried apricot um, with a nice carameliness. Um, a weedy flavor, strong maltiness, it had a really good mouthfeel. Um, they described it as having a cocktail bitters bitterness to it. Um, I feel like that was a really nice way to put it was poorly hopped. Um, the vanilla in there was, it was a flash in the pan kind of taste of vanilla. Um, like it tasted like a, a fresh vanilla, kind of like a vanilla bean. Um, but it didn't linger like a lot of vanillas do. It was just like quick and gone hmm. um but the tasting notes of what i'm drinking this week is it tastes like an orange crush but it's alcoholic <laughs> okay valid valid all right i love it 
Um, uh, all right. I am drinking a uh, local brewery. Uh, it's Duluth Cider Co. If you have gone, haven't gone, um, you can find it at your local um, Minnesota. You can find it at your local uh, bigger liquor stores like your Total Wines. That's where I got this one. Um, they're a little spendy because they are a craft cidery. But uh, I went there a ton when I was living at home this past summer in the Twin Ports area. Um, like a ton, a ton, which uh, probably was bad. But they had this outdoor patio and it was fantastic. You just walk up to the window, get a big glass of cider and go sit down with your friends and enjoy it on their little patio thing, which was really just a parking lot. And uh, this was not one of my favorites. I'm going to be honest, Um, but this is the one they had uh, to buy and it's called the Gitch. Um, It is short for uh, Gitchigumi. Okay. Which is a an Ojibwe word for Lake Superior. It's the name of Lake Superior for, in, the, in Ojibwe, which is a native native tongue of uh, the area, a, a tribe in the area. Yeah, but, it's a Native American tribe that immigrated from the East Coast. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was around the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Sorry, my, my senior thesis was on <laughs> Ojibwe uh, land ethics. Oh, that's college. Very interesting. I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, I. Yep. I had a very dry major and it was. <laughs> we I knew that I knew that part. <laughs> um. Uh, so, yeah, I, I I'm not a super big fan of this cider. It is, like I said, it's a semi-sweet and they have a little like gauge on the side of all the cans and at the restaurant they or the cidery they do. And it's like dry to sweet. And obviously I like uh, super dry ciders and this is like almost all the way to their sweet. Its flavor profile is supposed to be bold and crisp and it's uh, full bodied with hints of honey. So let's try it here. It smells like a good um, strong apple cider. Oh, it's got a good strong apple cider smell to it. Sometimes ciders don't smell like they're apple-y. This one does. So it's a little bit tart. Um, you can feel it when it goes down your throat. The back of your neck kind of twinges a little bit. Or the back of your throat does. As um, as you take that first sip. Um, it has a good... I taste the little bit of honey at the bottom. Kind of like floating across the tongue a little bit not very strong it's just kind of in the back of the flavor profile yeah otherwise it's good it's just a sweet kind of basic apple cider uh, apple hard cider and uh, i mean it's not bad they have a ton of different options and they have a ton of great like really really good options uh their coffee cider is fantastic it's amazing i would recommend it to every single person who could get their hands on it um seriously it's weird i don't know why it's so good and one of my friends moved out to virginia last uh summer and i literally was trying to figure out how to send it to her because she wanted it so bad it's called the las lajas and it's yeah it's really good and quinn they have a have you, you haven't been up there have you I haven't been to that cidery. There's so many of them in the Duluth area. Yeah, with Wild State. Yeah, there's quite a few different ones. Um, um, but I, I do plan on um, 
hopefully maybe this summer going up there with Kayla and uh, checking out a couple of different cideries. Nice, nice for sure. Definitely hit this one up. Um, they have a a dry, a semi dry hopped cider that you should definitely try. I'll try it. That has won uh, won some awards. I didn't try it because I'm not a. It didn't sound good, you know, with hops and whatever. Yep, that's but. that's uh that's the part that sounds unappealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it was just a bitter cider, I'd be fine with that. But you had to make it bitter with hops. <laughs> they do have other drier ciders too. So try get a whole flight. But like I thought, I thought that would sound good to you. I didn't. I thought you'd like the hops part. That's interesting. No, I I, I don't. I don't like hops. I'm not an IPA guy. I forget that you don't like hops. You just like beer in general. I like beer. I like bitter. I just don't like hop bitter because <laughs> that means you get the taste of hops. <laughs> well, like like I said, it's a good it's a good one. Definitely go try it. Shout out to Duluth Cider Coat. Hashtag not a sponsor, but 100%. I will drink whatever you send me. 100%. Hashtag Quinn, send us anything. Please, God, send us. Wild me wrong on hops. Yeah. <laughs> Wild State too. You're right down the street from them. Send us some stuff too. You're never going to listen to this. Delicious cider, <laughs> any one of you, <laughs> except for but, Superior Brewing Company. I, you make a shit oatmeal stout. You don't like Superior Brewing Company? They, I like all, pretty much all their other beers, but their oatmeal stout. Uh, quick sidebar: the, it is like the epitome of a beer that hits everything that a beer of its kind should be. Quotations around should, but doesn't do anything else. <laughs> so they they walked up to the line and then tiptoed yeah, across. They, no, no, they walked up to the line and they firmly planted their flag kind of in the line and were like, see, we, we did it. We made it. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, yeah, you did. But you'd never actually crossed and broke the ribbon. Like you didn't do anything special. Um, so like. It, it's a great beer for if you want to introduce someone to oatmeal stout and be like, hey, do you like parts of this? And you go, yeah, this is fine. It could use some chocolate or some vanilla or some coffee or some thing else. <laughs> well, you no, know what? Could you I like all their other beer. They just, I shit on that one because... <laughs> In my opinion, it's the best beer for beer brats because you don't feel that bad about using it, and it has the perfect flavors for cooking. Because <laughs> it needs that something else, which you get. That's why it's perfect for cooking. Exactly. Ah, I understand. I understand. But <laughs> with that, we'll move on to today's topic after Quinn's rant, which is obviously, as you know, if you listen to the show frequently, frequent. <laughs> and... Uh, we're talking about barley wine, which is beer. Again, that makes no goddamn sense. But we'll we'll just touch on a couple of things before I hand it over to Quinn to kind of bring you through a different type, couple types and stuff. But barley wine is basically just a strong ale between six and twelve percent. Um, it was first marketed as barley wine at was Bass Number One Ale around eighteen seventy, yep. and. Yep. Um, the Anchor Brewing Company introduced the style in the United States in 1976. That's very new, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty new in the United States, which might make sense for around that time is when hops, uh, IPAs were getting a big resurgence in the United States. Not resurgence, but 
actually like setting their feet on the ground and planting their flag, which has never come out of the ground since, hence 60% of the beer menu being IPAs or EPAs. Yep. Or sometimes APAs, though much less APAs. Um, What's an APA? American Pale Ale. Okay, move on. Um, But so you, you get your American barley wines, which are pretty much a English barley wine, but add in some hops. Um, and the flavor notes are a little bit different between the two, um, where a English barley wine, it's going to be a lot more complex, um, which goes to its origin. It About 50 years before a beer was ever labeled a barley wine, um, Bass Brewing Company started using marketing, targeting um, aristocrats and rich people at the time um, that it was an English barley wine uh, to compete with French red wines that were making its way across the channel uh, because they were afraid of losing footing because beer, though at the time and through the 1700s, pretty much made up most of the liquid you would drink. Not Mm -hmm. all of the liquid, but you didn't really generally go for a water. You went for a a beer that was really low in ABV. But as a way to compete with, well, beer wasn't special at that point because, well, everyone had a beer. Everyone had a couple of beers at home and generally wasn't looked at as like an aristocratic thing. So they started trying to market themselves as a barley wine, even though they were categorically a beer. Um, And about Hmm. 50 years after that company used it, um, as a marketing ploy, they actually started labeling their bottle as barley wine and uh, a distinction kind of started being created of a strong beer made with barley being defined as barley wine. Um, so gravity wise, they have a gravity of about 1.08 to one. Uh, gravity measures the amount of sugar that's in it. Um, so it's not a super sweet beer. The English barley wine, though it is a little bit sweet, um, same as the American. Not super sweet, though, uh, especially balanced with the bitterness. Uh, the American's a whole lot more bitter, ranging from about 50 to 120 IBUs, when English is about 35 to 70. Um both are the same strength, ranging from about 8 to 12%. Uh, the surly one was at an 11. Uh, color, they can range actually quite a bit, um, though most of the time they tend towards like a red ale in color. Uh, this again is to the history of barley wine trying to compete with red wine. Um, so they focused on making a slightly redder drink. Um, and that's also, I believe part of why English barley wine, often you'll get stone fruit flavors, um, because that's something you can often pick up in a red wine, uh, which as we know, listening to me in our wine episode, I'm not big wine expert by (laughs) any means. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Sommelier. And then, yup, yup, nope. Uh, I would rather be a Cicerone. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's a sommelier of beer or actually the I don't remember what you call the version of that for whiskey 
but there's a class for it and I want to take it. <laughs> uh, but so an American one, you're looking at a, a much stronger flavor to it, really strong in maltiness, um, a lot more bitterness, as we said, uh, because of the higher amount of hops in it, where most English ones, you won't see much of any hops. Um, and it, it's not really that there's one variety of hops even used in them. It's really any var- variety. Um, and they both tend to have a more noticeable alcohol presence, um, whereas the American tends less towards stone fruit flavors um, and more like the essence of fruit kind of flavor. You might get a little bit more of like a grapefruitiness or a citrus flavor to it because of that hops. Um, both, is it just because of the hops or is there a reason that we don't like that flavor as much? What do you mean? Like you said, the, there's no stone fruit in the, in the American one, basically. I think it's mostly towards the, like the use of hops in it. You're changing the flavor. Okay. Um, and I wouldn't say Americans don't like stone fruit flavor things. Cause I mean, how many peach flavored things are there in this country? That's true. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's the main differences between English and American barley wine. However, there is a third type that I did find in my research, which I really want to try. Uh, this is actually one that I will say isn't necessarily a beer. I think it <laughs> more qualifies as a wine. Um, and it's Tibetan barley wine. Uh, I, I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of it. Um, but it's Chiang, I believe, is how it's pronounced. Okay. Um, and so this is made in a really similar process to sake, where you wet the grains, you mix in a yeast and ground barley mixture through it. You then wrap that in a cloth, put that in a container, and let that sit in like a warm room temperature-ish room for, uh, with barley wine, only like two, three days. It's a super low ABV alcohol. And it's kind of like a cloudy white color. Um, a little yellow. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit yellow to it. And I really want to try this. It looks pretty good to me. Interesting. They toast at weddings with Tibetan barley wine. Hmm. I didn't see that in my research. That's that's good to know. Guests must unequivocally drink, accept and drink a bowl filled with barley wine for distinguished guests at weddings and welcoming ceremonies. Interesting. I know it's traditional in Tibet uh, to, before you take your first sip, you kind of like, dip your finger in it and flick some off a couple of times. Um, and the, the reason that I saw that this is done um, in my research is that it's essentially like a tribute to your gods um, to show respect and like to thank them for flick some wine, giving this, this to you, hmm. um, which I think is a really kind of cool way to do it. Like, I think that's cool. Um, yeah. And I, I really want to try making this. 
because it looks pretty easy in theory to do, yeah, which means it's going to be really easy to fuck up. <laughs> Fair. Because it, it looks too simple, which means that there is such a vast difference between skilled and not skilled at making this. Yeah, um, but it, oh, it's just washing the barley, cooking it, distiller's yeast, and then put it in a, a pottery jar. That's what it says for mine. And then wrap it. Yep. How could you mess that up? <laughs> uh, the temperature it's kept at. like the So the video that I watched on making it, uh, a guy went to go visit his uncle in Tibet. And apparently his uncle is known for making the best barley wine um, in his home village. And like he touches on, he puts it in a specific, in front of a specific window and wraps it with three blankets. Um, and like okay. all these extra steps he takes to make it so good. Um, and I, it, it's really cool seeing like, you know, someone who is pretty renowned for the way that they're making it and just the techniques they use in comparison to like the quick how to, um, that you can find online. Cause like online, it's mm -hmm. a super easy recipe. Kind of like making sake is a pretty easy recipe online. Oh, okay. Though there's like three or four different versions of that recipe because there's some debate about really what happens in the fermentation of the rice. And I expect there's still that same kind of debate in the fermentation that happens in the barley because it, it essentially is the same process where the, the liquid in the, um, like the wine that you get primarily comes from the grain mm -hmm. um, that has been moistened. Though I did see in the video about the Tibetan barley wine, they did add extra water to it um, for the like two days of fermentation. Yeah, which you add is, pure water to it, it says on mine. Yeah, uh, which is different than what I've seen with sake. Okay. But it's less ABV than sake. Sake is like a higher ABV. Yep, and sake takes a lot longer. Yeah. Um, because to get like the floral notes in sake, it needs time to sit and age. Mm -hmm. um, not a whole lot of time, but it, it requires more than two days. Yeah. Where this doesn't. <laughs> right. Um, Even though, what would it be like 2%, like less than a beer then basically? Oh yeah. I think this is somewhere around like one and a half percent. So there's barely any alcohol in it. Okay. Almost um, similar to a non-alcoholic then at that point. It has a lot of um, like medicinal value to it because <laughs> barley contains a lot of glucan, um, about 50 times more than wheat, which aids the body in preventing illness and is really good for the colon, um, for your cardiovascular system, and uh, can be helpful in treating diabetes. Uh, so it's... It's like creation and its use is mainly a like a medicinal history to my understanding, though is certainly also had for enjoyment. Uh, it's rich in fiber, about 15 times more than you'd find in an average wine. Hmm. Okay. Um, nutrients in it. It has uh, thymine, riboflavin, uh, niacin, vitamin E, and these are all really good things for your health. 
Um, it also contains calcium, phosphorus, iron, copper, zinc, and selenium. Um, selenium is said to help prevent cancer in the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I really want to try making Tibetan barley wine and maybe someday I'll try making an English barley wine, but I can tell you, I (laughs) will make a Tibetan barley wine before I make that. But I also love (laughs) barley tea, which is a staple of like Korean restaurants. Oh, that sounds awful. It's delicious. It's just beer flavor without the without getting drunk god gross no it, it's it's a lot different than beer flavor but yeah it it does share certain notes it's a grain tea i it goes really well so, with like a barbecue when you when you when you said barley wine i've tried it once and uh, we were at seven west and we were getting dinner and i was like oh the menu had a bunch of stuff on it but it had like four barley wines on it and they were all super high abv and I was like, oh, these look like they could be good. Not thinking, why are they in the beer section? Why aren't they in the wine section of the menu? So I just, I was like, can I get a sample of that? And they're like, sure, of course, bring it over. Took like one sip and I like gagged. I was like, what the hell is this? Because I was expecting some type of wine. And uh, it wasn't It wasn't at all. It tasted just like beer. And I was like, oh, God, this is horrid. The worst thing I've had in a while. And I was just. Uh, legitimately upset. I was <laughs> so upset that I had to try it. But now that I know that it's beer, I'd maybe have a different view on it. I still think I'd like it, but um, it would definitely have a different view on it with it being knowing it was that, right? And uh, right. And before we wrap it up here, which is, like I said, this show is going to be pretty short and sweet and to the point. We, should, we told you about the three different kinds, American, English, and Tibetan barley wine. Um, according to the BJCP, there's different guidelines. They kind of dip in and out. They're just guidelines. Uh, and their thing hasn't been updated since 2008. So they can go fuck themselves because that's a waste <laughs> of time. Are you fucking kidding me? 2008? Got to update your shit, guys. What a, what it a pointless... It was only 12 years ago. Ugh. Gee, it doesn't feel like it's that long ago, but it's it was 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> And uh, the only other thing I really wanted to ask about Quinn was uh, what kind of barley wines have you tried? Because the American one, there's tons of them. There's on uh, Beer Advocate, there's I've only had different kinds. to my knowledge um, that surly one. Oh, I, really? I've never really gone out of my way to have barley wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like barley and I've had barley beers. So mm-hmm. maybe they were barley wines, but I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, just okay. that surly 14, which was in my opinion, if you like hops an eight, if you're not a hops fan, a six. So it's still above average. It had the maltiness to get me through the hops, um, which that that's the key I've found is if something hopped has malts, I might actually like it. All right. All right. I just wanted to point out a couple of the top ones, uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada and their Bigfoot is an extremely popular one. It's one of the oldest ones. I believe it was the first that came to the actual U.S. uh, as a barley wine. Um, But like the top other ones are Bell's Brewery. Uh, That one doesn't sound familiar to me. Dogfish uh, is is a bigger one that I've heard of. 
Central Bill's Waters. Is a big brewery. Is it? Yeah. It's bigger uh, than Dogfish. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Central Waters, Great Divide, Victory Brewing, Three Floyds, Laguntas, which I've heard of. Uh, Lagunitas. Ales, Lagunitas, excuse me. Ale Smith, uh, Trogues, with like the German O with the two dots above it. Um, okay. And then Rogue Ales. But yeah, I haven't seen yeah, too many fire. Makes some pretty good beers. Do they? I yeah, they have. Just a... had uh, one of theirs last night. Their nitro stout. Really? Was it good? I I actually I compared that one to Superior Brewing Company. That feels like a bad thing. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> uh, it, it was a fine nitro stout. It did everything it needed to. Oh I thought God. it could have done something more. Here we go again. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Oh my god. Um well, that's it. I'm going to send you one here on Beer Advocate just because it's called a Freudian slip and I think that's hilarious. Um I've heard of this. Oh, supposed to be pretty good. Is it? Yep. <laughs> it's got a pretty high score. It's got a pretty high score. Um but yeah, that's about it for today's show. Uh you guys have a thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. Sorry this one was a little short, sweet to the point. Our listeners, no, uh, we met our goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. We met our goal. Um, again, the number to call if you're dealing with anything is 1 800 662 help, 1 800 662 4357. If you're dealing with any alcoholic related problems, give them a call. Uh, as always, drink responsibly, guys. If you get behind the wheel, if you're going out for drinks, get a ride. Don't get behind the wheel if you've been drinking. And for Quinn and I, thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of your night. See ya.